The Lighthouse Live Independence Day special is next. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation." We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government. Friends, welcome to the Lighthouse Live Independence Day Celebration. Pastor Mike Douglas here, blessed to be with you as we celebrate God's grace and favor for the founding and perpetuation of the United States of America. Our team here at Advancing Vibrant Communities and Lighthouse Live Radio have assembled a wonderful tribute tonight to America and God's blessing upon it. Tonight we'll look at historical notes, music representing many facets of America and the body of Christ in the United States, and we'll even have a few fun surprises in store, so crank up the radio and get ready for a wonderful broadcast adventure. On behalf of our engineer, Amazon Nathan, our associate producer, Elaine Harlan, our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Al Ramsey, and my wife Lori on the phones, thanks for being part of the celebration tonight. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
from fear. That's Lee Greenwood here on the Lighthouse Live Independence Day Celebration. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or of the right of people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So reads the First Amendment to our Constitution. Freedom of speech, it's a hallmark of the United States of America, a unique historical light still burning in a dark political world. Freedom of speech, freedom of voices, voices that changed America, voices that changed America the world. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, 
but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. stand before God? Are you certain that Christ lives in your heart? Uh, do you have assurance that if you died you'd go to heaven? Are you certain that uh, you are living daily a Christian life? of the Martyrs presents The Overcomers. A church building in Sri Lanka has been destroyed by fire as mobs threaten churches to abandon their tsunami relief efforts. An unidentified mob broke into the Karan Methodist Church in Batikaloa, Sri Lanka. The church building, the pastor's home, and the newly constructed buildings for relief work were demolished in the fire. While no one was injured in the fire, all tsunami relief and construction supplies were ruined. When neighbors in the army rushed in to put out the late-night fire, attackers threw a hand grenade to frighten the people. Pray the spirit of peace will fill the hearts of residents in Batikaloa with love and forgiveness towards their attackers. And pray relief efforts will continue to demonstrate the love of Christ to a hurting nation. Call 888-477-0085 to learn about the Voice of the Martyrs' work with those who suffer for Christ and ways you can help. Or log on to persecution.com. You know, that reminder from Voice of the Martyrs, we must never, ever take our freedoms for granted, those freedoms that God has blessed us with here in the United States of America. Now here's Dennis Agajanian on Lighthouse Live. America we ask for her by name Lord give us America light a fire fan the flame send us out to harvest the amber waves of grain Lord give us America in Jesus holy name
book, America's Real War, Rabbi Daniel Lapin writes, Prayer helped to bring America into being. It later sustained us during dark days. For instance, President Lincoln and Secretary of State William Seward proclaimed a national fast day on August 12, 1861. Here is part of what they said. And whereas, when our own beloved country, once by the blessing of God, united, prosperous, and happy, is now afflicted with faction and civil war, it is peculiarly fit for us to recognize the hand of God in this terrible visitation, 
and in sorrowful remembrance of our own faults and crimes as a nation and as individuals, to humble ourselves before Him and to pray for His mercy. Therefore I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, do appoint the last Thursday in September next as a day of humiliation, prayer, and fasting for all the people of the nation. And I do earnestly recommend to all the people, and especially to all ministers and teachers of religion of all denominations, and to all heads of families, to observe and keep that day according to their several creeds and modes of worship, in all humility and with all religious solemnity, to the end that the united prayer of the nation may ascend to the throne of grace and bring down plentiful blessings upon our country.
Give us clean hands with Mark Schultz, and you're listening to the Lighthouse Live Independence Day Celebration on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust... In the name of the Lord, our God.
Stay tuned for more of the Lighthouse Live Independence Day celebration with Pastor Mike Douglas. Well, friends, one of America's great qualities has been her resiliency, and with that, the ability to laugh as well as cry. Now, let's switch gears here just for a few minutes and recall some of our country's great moments in humor. Well, Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know, Bucky Harris, the Yanks manager, gave me a job as coach for as long as you're on the team. Look, Abbott, if you're the coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you their names, but you know, strange it may seem, they give these ball players nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names, pet names, like Dizzy Dean and... His brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. I'm their French cousin. French. Gouffet. Gouffet Dean. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, let's see, we have on the bags, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find I out. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Are you the manager? Yes. You're going to be the coach, too? Yes. And you know the fellow's name? Well, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell That's me. That's it. That's who? Yes. <laughs> Look, you got a first baseman? Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. <laughs> All I'm trying to find out is the fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy that gets the That's money. That's it. Who gets the money on he first base? He does, every dollar. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Who's wife? Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Look, all I want to know is when you sign up the first baseman, how does he sign his name to the Who? contract? The guy. Who? How does he sign his That's name? That's how he signs it. Who? Yes. <laughs> All I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base. No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the players. Around. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy, buddy. I'm only asking you who's the guy on first base. That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, what's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Oh, he's on third. We're not talking about him. Now, let's <laughs> How did I get on third base? Why, you mentioned his name. If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? What's on first? What's on second? I don't know. He's on third. There I go, back on third again. Now, who's playing third base? Why do you insist on putting who on third base? What am I putting on third? Uh, what is on second? You don't want who on second? Who is on first? I don't know. Third, third base? base. <laughs> Sure. The left fielder's name. Why? I just thought I'd ask. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Now tell me who's playing left field. Who is playing first? I'm not. Stay out of the infield. <laughs> I want to know what's the guy's name in left field. No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on who's second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third okay. base. <laughs> and the left fielder's name? Why? Because. Oh, he's center field. He is center you got a pitcher on a team? Sure. The pitcher's name? Tomorrow. You don't want to tell me today? I'm telling you, then man. go ahead. Tomorrow. What time? What time what? What time tomorrow you're going to tell me who's pitching? Now, listen, who is not pitching? I'll who break is... your arm, you say, who's on first. <laughs> I want to know what's the pitcher's name. What's on second? I don't know. Third base. Now, the catcher? Certainly. The catcher's name? Today. Today. And tomorrow's pitching? Now, you've got it. All we got is a couple of days on the well, team. <laughs> Catcher too. So they tell I get behind the plate, do some fancy catching. Tomorrow's pitching on my team, and a heavy hitter gets up. Yes. Now the heavy hitter bunched the ball. When he bunched the ball, me being a good catcher, I want to throw the guy out of first base. So I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's all you have to do. Is to throw the ball at first base. Yes. Now who's got it? Naturally. <laughs> Look, if I throw the ball at first base, somebody's got to get it. Now who has it? Naturally. 
Who? Naturally. Naturally? Naturally. So I pick up the ball and I throw it to naturally. No, you don't. You throw the ball in a hole. Naturally. That's different. That's what I said. You're not saying that. I throw the ball in naturally. You throw it to who? Naturally. That's it. That's what I said. Listen, you asked me. I throw the ball to who? Naturally. Now, you ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's it. Same as you. <laughs> don't change your mind. Same as you. I throw the ball to who? Whoever it is drops the ball and the guy runs a second. Yes. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it to, I don't know. I don't know, throws it back to tomorrow. Triple play. Yes. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be caused. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't give a darn. What? what? I said I don't give a darn. Oh, that's our shortstop. I'm in it. Greenwood and the Great Defenders, and you're listening to the Lighthouse Live Independence Day special on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network.
There was a time in those tintype days of long-lost America when we pictured ourselves together, families, good friends, one great nation under God and the flag. We were the United States of America. But there was a time when those rusting tintypes in our family albums showed a nation broken in two, ripped apart at the very seams of two flags. So torn apart, we fought each other, fathers against fathers, sons against sons, some as young as 15. And tearful mothers kissed their good little boys goodbye and they marched off to war to fight for one flag or another, or to die crying. And it was a time, of course, one blue-gray day, a time to honor the graves of our gallant young men and our good little boys who'd given their lives for their flag. So there, at Gettysburg, came a tall, quiet man a man with the truth of the prairies in his eyes and a deep sadness in his heart to say a few kind words. The sound of his voice is forgotten now, lost in time and space. But we will never forget his words. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th President of the United States, said this, the world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. But we do remember what they did, Mr. President, and we will never, never forget you or your last few words, your last few precious words. that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, and that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and this government of the people by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. time in those tin-type days of our great-great-grandfathers 
when the war between ourselves was over. When once again we called ourselves the United States of America. C.W. McCall and Tintype here on the Lighthouse Live Independence Day celebration. Friends, here are great words of wisdom from Romans 12 and 13 for all Americans. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the Master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll, I'll take care of it. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. Be a good citizen. All governments are under God. Insofar as there is peace and order, it's God's order. So live responsibly as a citizen. If you're irresponsible to the state, then you're irresponsible with God, and God will hold you responsible. Duly constituted authorities are only a threat if you're trying to get by with something. Decent citizens should have nothing to fear. Do you want to be on good terms with the government? Well, be a responsible citizen and you'll get along just fine, the government working to your advantage. But if you're breaking the rules right and left, watch out. The police aren't there just to be admired in their uniforms. God also has an interest in keeping order, and he uses them to do it. That's why you must live responsibly, not just to avoid punishment, but also because it's the right way to live. That's also why you pay taxes, so that an orderly way of life can be maintained. Fulfill your obligations as a citizen, pay your taxes, pay your bills, and respect your leaders. Well, friends, what would we do without God's grace? You know, grace comes in many forms, and we in America, I believe, have been the beneficiaries of God's grace for this particular nation. It's interesting, the man who wrote the words to Amazing Grace, uh, his name was John Newton, was really a mess. That's right. He really was lost and blind. Uh, he left school at about age 11 and uh, really became a, a debauched seaman and eventually engaged in the practice of capturing natives from West Africa to be sold as slaves in markets around the world. 
Kenneth W. Osbeck, in a book, has said that until the time of John Newton's death at age 82, he never ceased to marvel at the grace of God that transformed him so completely. Osbeck says shortly before his death, he is quoted as proclaiming with a loud voice during a message, My memory is nearly gone, but I remember two things, that I am a great sinner and that Christ is a great Savior. Yeah, 
That's American legend Elvis Presley with Amazing Grace here on Lighthouse Live. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again. Just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say And we continue on here with the Lighthouse Live Independence Day special here on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Self, yeah. 
General George Washington, addressing the Baptist Churches of Virginia, May 10, 1789. As far as lies in your power, you are to protect and support the free exercise of the religion of the country and the undisturbed enjoyment of the rights of conscience in religious matters with your utmost influence and authority. Every man conducting himself as a good citizen and being accountable to God alone for his religious opinions ought to be protected in worshiping the deity according to the dictates of his own conscience. If I could have entertained the slightest apprehension that the Constitution framed by the Convention, where I have the honor to preside, might possibly endanger the religious rights of any ecclesiastical society, certainly I would have never placed my signature to it. If I could now conceive that the general government might ever be so administered as to render liberty of conscience insecure, I beg you will be persuaded that no one would be more zealous than myself to establish effectual barriers against the horrors of spiritual tyranny and every species of religious persecution. Be assured, gentlemen, that I entertain a proper sense of your fervent supplications to God for my temporal and eternal happiness.
Friends, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Thank you for joining us tonight for the Lighthouse Live Radio Independence Day Celebration. On behalf of all of us at Advancing Vibrant Communities and Lighthouse Live Radio, may God bless you deeply. And may He continue to bless with all its imperfections and trials and tribulations, truly a beacon of freedom, a land worth praying and fighting for, the United States of America. <laughs>